major blue city police force flees. Staffing hits critical all time low. We go to the murder capital of the United States, St. Louis. St. Louis cops leaving the force in droves. That's what we've got going on. This is not going to go in the right direction, is it? You need to check this one out. Here we go. All of this policing stuff. I mean, it's happening across the United States. And by policing stuff, I mean police officers leaving, retiring early, retiring before they get their pension, quitting the, quitting the force altogether. All of this happened, has happened. It's been gradually happening. But since the pandemic, since our fentanyl Floyd deal, that's when it's been most notable, right? And since 2020, you know, the summer of love, that, that really, I think, put a target on police officers in general. And since that time period that you can, you can just see the numbers across the United States and in St. Louis, why wouldn't this be happening would be the big question, right? I mean, this is just this, this, it, 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 it makes absolute sense. Why would you want to be a cop in the murder capital of the, uh, the United States? St. Louis. I did not realize population, it's, um, it's population basically around 300,000. That is not a huge city. Not a huge city. But the murder capital of the United States, yeah, it, it punches up, right? Cops are fleeing a major city previously declared as the nation's murder capital with officer staffing hitting its lowest level on record, according to police data. We are seeing the lowest level on record in so many cities. Blue, particularly blue. Right. The St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department, like many law enforcement agencies across the country, has faced significant departures that it struggled to replace. The St. Louis Post uh, reported Monday, the department is budgeted for 1,224 officers, but has over 300 vacancies. And the argument I, I hear is, is, is kind of a couple of things. Well, they seem to be working out. It seems to be working out. Yeah, there's no real, there's, there's no real impact on public safety. Well, how about 911 call times going through the roof? How about here in Seattle? We don't really investigate adult sexual crimes anymore because don't have the bandwidth. How about just having folks that are able to mentor the incoming younger cops? You don't really have that. Because so many of the older generations with experience, they're out of here. Because why would they want to stick around? They have seen, they've experienced what it's like to police in a society that, you know, has some respect for police officers. But that whole 2020 thing, the summer of love, I've been reading Jason Rance's book and um, I can't remember the time. I always forget that. I'm going to have to bring that in. Killing of America, something like that. It's a great book. I've really enjoyed it because it really kind of ties together a lot of the principles of exactly why, you know, police officers are leaving and, and why, more specifically, why crime is just basically going through the roof. I've talked about a switch being, being, um, hit and just all this kind of stuff going on, but it wasn't a switch. It's policy. It's policy. It's terrible policy. And thinking, ah, this is so progressive. This is going to work out. How's that working out for you now? I've never heard of anything that low talking about the numbers 
in uh, St. Louis. The business manager for the St. Louis Police Officers Association, Joe Steiger, told the Post-Dispatch, when I started back in 1995, there were closer to 1,600 officers, and now they're down under 1,000. That's just crazy. So when, when, when you're questioning, well, I mean, why is all this crime going through the, why catalytic converters in the state of Washington went up 10,000% because you don't have the ability of police officers to chase anybody anymore. I mean, it's just these, these insane laws because chasing people was deemed to be racist. Just some real head scratchers, right? And you're like, what, what are we doing here? The police department has dropped annually since 2020, and that has been the case, you know, not just in St. Louis. It's been the case in New York City, Boston, Seattle, <laughs> Portland, L.A., you name it. Nobody wants to be a cop. And then the younger folks coming up, the younger folks coming up, as good cops flee progressive cities for conservative suburbs, doors open for unqualified candidates. You can have all kinds of stuff on your record now that you didn't used to be able to have. And because the standards have been reduced so low, because they need bodies, they need bodies to fulfill, you know, oh, we need to get some more cops up in here because things aren't looking too good. How do you do that? Well, you're going to have to take some of those standards and reduce them. And that's what's being done. So moving forward, you're going to have even less experienced police officers patrolling the streets of these cities, these cities that are bitching about, oh, no, I killed another innocent man that's unarmed. Yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> here's the situation, right? You look into so many of those situations. Very rare for a police officer to just randomly run out and kill somebody. It's just, it's just not a thing. But if you believe the rhetoric of what is causing all these police officers to leave, you think that there was just an epidemic of shootings, right? A lot of that stuff is just straight up manufactured, like the fentanyl Floyd deal. So the police department has dropped annually. Okay, we already covered that. So more than a dozen former St. Louis police officers told the Post-Dispatch in August why they left the force. With explanations ranging from unmanageable workloads due to the staffing shortages to a lack of support from politicians. I've read, I have read to you the exit letters of police officers, you know, Seattle Police Department, I believe Portland, I've made a bunch of comments on that. And uh, the whole support, the lack of support from not only politicians, but the community in general. And the politicians have just been, they're just terrible. Uh <laughs> We are with Antifa, and then a couple of years later, yeah, we need some more cops, but we can't seem to manage to be able to recruit any. So of the 12, of those, five retired, two switched to another police department, and eight officers quit policing altogether. Eight out of 12 just said, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. No, thank you. Thank you very little. The local outlet reported, this is a window of opportunity for them to try and fill in those gaps, Steiger told the Post-Dispatch. If they don't fill those in, they're going to have a big problem. And I think you've already got the big problem. You're just waiting for it to happen. And by that, I mean some big event happens. And it's going to be wildly clear. Oh, yeah. Because the police officers, you've only got XYZ cops and the way that they are able to keep public safety going as it is now is just run them ragging on overtime. 
if you want to make some money in policing, you can take on a lot of overtime because there's just not enough, enough police officers in these big blue cities. One of the other things from Jason Rance's book was, you know, when they make the argument that there's more crime happening in red states, well, that is true in some in some cases, in some crime statistics. But what's really interesting is that oftentimes it's crimes and the statistics coming out of a blue city within a red state, like Memphis, Tennessee, right? I mean, you've just, it, it's run by Democrats and they've gone down all these policies. The big cities are just almost category, almost exclusively just policy after policy after policy that has put stuff sideways, right? So to curb the staff shortage, the chief Robert Tracy in October urged community members to help recruit officers. Uh, we know that you guys are feeling a little unsafe. Would you help us recruit some police officers? These are the measures. These are kind of the lows that communities are stuck with because nobody wants to be a cop. And that's on the cities that created this situation. Cities voted in the politicians that have gone down these progressive roads. And here we are. How's that working out? Not altogether that great, right? The department also started offering employees a $500 incentive if they refer someone who successfully completes the police academy. Those kind of incentives are nice, but they're not going to move the needle at all. Not moving all the needle at all. 500 bucks because you've got police departments offering a $70,000 signing bonus, right? You just do. 30 grand is not uncommon. I, there's multiple police departments out there. 30 grand signing bonus, not, not crazy uncommon. So, you know, you've got massive demand for cops right now and you've got massive demand for well qualified cops. But unfortunately, people that are well qualified, they're like, yeah, uh, no, I, I don't think so. I'm going to go into any field other than that because I've seen how badly the policing prof profession has been demonized. And um, <laughs> homie, don't play that game. <laughs> that was the, uh, what was that from? Uh, <laughs> you'll let me know in the comments. I don't even need to say anything more. You guys will just let me know in the comments. Uh, St. Louis in recent years has been among the cities with the highest murder rate in the country among 70 cities that report homicide data to the major city, major cities chiefs association. It was second only to New Orleans. Man, some of the criminality going on in New Orleans is just like, what? You're doing what? That's insane. Yeah. I mean, not good, right? Just not good. <laughs> kind of like Chicago. But Chicago's got that big population. Man, they just go after each other like there is no tomorrow. Crime, however, has decreased in St. Louis despite the uh, police staffing challenges. Homicides skyrocketed to two, 263 in 2020 and has surpassed 200 in the last two years, but decreased by 26% year over year as of the end of November, according to St. Louis uh, police department data. Robberies dropped 7% and aggravated assaults were down 10%. All right, let's, let's, let's hang there for a second. Let's talk about that for a second. Those statistics, when you hear politicians in cities that you know have just been run rough, roughshed with, with criminals and thieves and whatnot, shenanigans. Let's throw that out there. Don't forget our shenanigans, right? 
when you know a city that is just like San Francisco and they're saying, yeah, but we, we you know, we're, we're really stemming what's going on. You are talking about highs of data. You are talking about, you know, in the last 40 years, this is the greatest number of murders we've had here in the city of Seattle. So when next year, when we have a drop of a handful of murders off of our highs, yeah, you'll have a 15% decrease, but it's relative to the environment you just came from, which was murder city, right? I mean, straight up murder city. When you go from number one murder, <laughs> murderous city in the, in the United States to number two, yeah, you've had a decrease, but that still isn't saying much, right? Cause you've got all these, you know, your, your citizens are, are just being murdered left and right. So to make this argument that oh, our numbers are dropping, it, you know, we should be fine by next Tuesday. It'll be all good. Still, Steiger said staffing remains a top concern since low numbers could put civilians at risk. Low numbers are putting civilians at risk. They just are because you're not able to go after uh, forward kind of policing measures. You're not able to have police officers out there walking the beat for lack of a better term, right? Beat cop, right? They go out and they, 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 they hang out in the community. They do their thing. They know who's who. They know what's going on. Now you've got police forces that are so low in numbers that they can only respond to the most urgent of calls. And your 911 return call time. I, I had to talk with one of my real estate brokers who wasn't quite you know, didn't quite understand what was going on with policing in Washington state. And he, he was like, yeah, but, it, but if you have a security system on the home, had a deal that um, basically flipped, uh, I think it's flipped. I think it's done over security system, a ring system. It's like, okay, but that's just a monitoring camera. And even if you did have a security system hooked up that alerted the police, good luck on getting officer friendly out there. Because they've already got a bunch of calls going on. So it's not like you just pick up the phone, 911, you know, 30 seconds later, a cop is there. So this is already putting civilians at risk. Civilians are already at risk because so many things have been discounted or eliminated or they're working with a patchwork of just silliness because they don't have the manpower to make all of this go. In September 2023, for example, the department scrambled to find replacements after the only two St. Louis police officers assigned to a city district both called out sick, according to the Post-Dispatch. Now, that's an extreme example. Or you've got, you know, police departments that the entire department has quit, but that's like five individuals, right? That's kind of, you know, that's that's the extreme. And I podcasted on that. It's like, okay, yeah, they got upset with the mayor and they said, and they gave him the big F you and said, we're out of here. And it's like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. See, then you got to bring in the sheriffs and you go down that road. But um, when you've got small departments, when when you've got, you know, this kind of stuff going on, this is literally the situation that citizens are in. And I think most people don't really pay attention and follow. All right. If I call 911, are they going to come? But then what do you do here on the news story is I called the police and I called 911 and nobody came for an hour. Well, that's because you're reporting on your stolen vehicle, of which we have thousands, because there's no reason to not go out and steal a vehicle in a state where you can't chase the, the bad guy down. 
If it just takes two or three people being off work to shut a, a district down, that's a problem. And that's what you've got going on, not only in St. Louis, but in all of these other cities that we cover. And at some point in time, you will have th- this issue will have a spotlight put on it and everybody will go, huh? Okay. Yeah. I guess we need to make recruiting police officers a priority. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's like in New York City, their number of police officers have dropped, but New York City also has just, I don't remember what the police count is. Is it like close to 30,000 cops, something like that? They have never gotten to a point where they are super shy on cops. They're low, but they're low everywhere. They're low everywhere because so many people have quit and they just don't want to be part of policing. They don't want public safety on their resume anymore. Like, yeah, no, I, I gave that a whirl. I was a good cop. I gave my all to the city. And you know that how they responded to me? They just absolutely kicked us down when the whole fentanyl Floyd thing happened. And then that just became, you know, um, par for the course, right? Yeah, all, all the cops are bad. ACAB, all, cop, all cops are bastards, right? 1312. It's dangerous, not to mention the size of the districts comparative when there were nine districts. They're so much bigger now to have two or three people covering them. It's just not enough. The St. Louis um, Police Department did not provide Fox News with a comment. Ah, they're busy. They're busy out trying to recruit cops, right? Let's take a little a peek-see at this one. Criminal justice experts are warning that progressive policies are discouraging qualified candidates from seeking employment in police departments. We know, I mean, this is nothing new. And chasing good law enforcement out of big cities, creating an opening for the wrong type of new blood. And you know what I would say there is the wrong type of new blood. It's, it's not necessarily the wrong type. But it is not the type that we used to get. It used to be really hard to become a police officer. Now, I mean, they're taking people that have, you know, heroin convictions, taking people with all kinds of crazy stuff on their background. Uh, you know, it's, it's because they don't have the ability to recruit the officers that they once did. And it's because we've, we've vilified the, you know, we've demonized policing in general. So if we have this same mindset going into 2024, I think we're going to explode into a state of third world country anarchy that we've never seen before, said Megan McCarthy, a former San Bernardino County deputy who survived a shooting only to see a California jury acquit the suspect after his defense claimed he shot at her with her gun in self-defense. We're seeing so much of this down in Portland, down in Portland, <laughs> down, down in Portland. One of my podcasts yesterday was there was a big bust guy had 11 million doses of fentanyl, straight up fentanyl. And he had been arrested multiple times. He's from Honduras. He'd moved up to Portland from California. He'd been in California five years, probably learned his drug trade down there. And he got moved up. He's got 11 million doses of fentanyl. And the justice system in Multnomah County, in where Portland is located, Portland, Oregon is located, in their infinite wisdom, they've got criteria that if you are not you know, being arrested on a violent crime or if you don't have a criminal history prior 
then, well, the, the guy was living, he's been living in Honduras and he never gets convicted, you know, up until not that long ago. He never gets convicted. He had, he had kind of all kinds of outstanding warrants for what was going on. He had multiple cases. But when all you do is say, hey, please sign this piece of paper and promise to come to court when it's your time, that guy that's been arrested with 11 million doses of fentanyl, he's on the lam. He's gone. He booked it out. And he had zero bail. So no wonder we've got a crime crisis you know, going on. Shootings, catalytic converters, robbery. You know, most of these criminal statistics have risen in the big blue cities. And if they haven't, some of it's because year over year they've dropped because it was so bad between 2020 and 2021 and 2022 that we're now finally kind of leveling off. And also, I, I think a bunch of the criminal activity happening out there is just simply no longer being reported. I know that's going on in Portland. I know that's going on over in Seattle. People are just so used to, oh, my car got stolen again, or my home got broken into again, or somebody stole this. We're just no longer reporting it because it's like, why? You know, so you've got this police report sitting at, you know, the police department. What good is that going to do? Because even if you, you know, in so many of these cities, even if you rearrest this individual or arrest this individual, they're not going to do any time. Because we've gone through this incredible, all right, justice reform. It all works together. It all works together. And unfortunately, right now, we are seeing, especially in these Democrat-rung cities, we are seeing the end result, which is you don't have enough cops. And guess what? You're going to have more criminal activity. It's just shoplifting. Why not? Why not? Why wouldn't you? Crime does pay. There's very few cities where they're actually going after the the criminals doing all the crazy shoplifting because you can't chase them down. And when Target is telling, you know, police departments, when Target is telling in Sacramento, hey, would you mind not arresting them in our store? Would you mind taking them out back, doing that little thing out there? I know you don't have them in handcuffs at that, that point, but would you just escort them kindly? Because our paying customers, they're not too kind on watching, you know, an arrest happen in the store because then they get the idea that there's a lot of shoplifting going on. That means there's criminal activity. You know, the rest of society that just wants to go to Target and buy their whatever, yeah, they're not down with it. So you know, you've got to have some give and take there. And when big corporate is, you know, kind of sitting on that type of stance, to me, you're like, no, you just got to let the cops do their thing. You got to let the cops chase after people. You got to let the cops arrest them. And then you've got to have both the prosecutor and a district attorney that recognizes, okay, we can't have this ever revolving door of these individuals, the indiv individual criminals just going out and doing whatever with zero accountability. Going to have to throw some asses in jail. That's the bottom line, right? That's the bottom line. But we're not doing that. These, these big blue cities aren't doing that. Because why? That's racist. Putting people in jail is racist. We want to empty out those jails and, you know, this is reform. This is how things are really going to get better. How's that working out? Mm, yeah. The statistics don't lie, do they? The news stories don't lie.
Yeah, it's a big city. You've got Scott Big City crime. You guys are always talking about all the stuff going on. Well, I think a lot of other people are talking about it going on too, because crime is one of the biggest, biggest things that are being debated moving forward, especially going into the 2024 elections. And it will continue to be because people are recognizing, mm, we didn't used to have this kind of criminal element in our neighborhoods. And now we do. What's the deal? Well, it all kind of works together. And St. Louis is no exception, right? All right. That's it for me. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for supporting. I'll catch up with you in the next one. Bye for now.